buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here on our shortened version of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show because of the twins. Good morning, Mr. Callagher. How are you? Or good afternoon, Mr. Callagher, I should say. How are you? Jim, I think we're coming out of the deep thaw up here in the Northland. What's the temp? <laughs> well, it's 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 still in the mornings. It's still running in the high 30s. but uh, And we've got the persistent lake wind. But i got to tell you something. Uh, earlier this week, I was um, I had a showing out a lake property out on Island Lake, and you know down in the downtown area of Duluth, it's it was forty five degrees. So I've got my my jacket on, I've got my pullover long sleeve shirt on, I've got my light gloves on, and I get out there and I get out of my truck. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I had to take my coat off, my gloves off, and it's like it's a completely different world as you get. Uh, you know 10 miles out from that lake it's just it's completely different wow yeah i still listen um via the internet to uh, a bunch of different radio stations up there and uh i think they were saying it was going to be in the 60s um you know a couple of days last week down in the cities so and maybe even into the 70s um this coming week so hopefully uh, duluth is going to be getting some of that nice weather too well, I sure hope so. I mean, we certainly have had a long spring up here, and uh, you know the, the the trees are they're just starting to bud, and the grasses are still brown, and all that kind of stuff. And so, it's 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 long overdue for us up here, and I uh, I sure hope it uh, it changes course soon. All right. Well, Gary, before we get into it, let's give out our phone numbers. You start first. Uh, up here in the Northland, I can be reached at 218-390-0615, licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. And my number down here is 218-348-7653, and uh, uh, I'm in uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, and if you are interested in housing down here, um, give me a call, 218-348-7653. Gary, um, Speaking of uh, Punta Gorda housing, I wanted to bring up something um, on Friday's edition of the of the local morning paper, which is called the Daily Sun, um, which I think is an appropriate name. Um, it said that Punta Gorda, Florida, is the most searched um, place for home buyers. With most of those people, so they're typing in Punta Gorda, Florida. Most of those people out on the west coast so californians are looking at this part of of um florida as a place to call their own and i was thinking about this i'm like why california and why this 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 side of the of the uh of the coast well the sun is going to be in the same position here as it is on the coast of california that's kind of what i came up with what do you think of my theory it's hard to argue with that it's yeah. um uh, I, I, but but there, I think there's other theories as well. I think is if if these are California people searching that real estate, I think it probably is consistent with the fact that there's a uh, 
there's a mass exodus of people leaving that state. And, uh, you know, I think Florida is certainly one of the prime destinations. But, uh, um, yeah. And I, think I never the, thought of that particular theory of the, yeah. the angle of the sun. But, yeah. Makes sense. I think that California, if they compare what they're going to pay out of their income in taxes and then, and then, and then compare it to Florida, it's got to be a huge difference because California is taxed like crazy. So. Well, I think there are a number of people that will move to Florida. I think you have to live there at least six months out of the yeah. year in order to be able to be considered a resident. And therefore, you're, I don't believe they have the wage tax I mean, like we have in, in Minnesota and obviously they have in California, which is, I believe, one of the highest wage taxes in the country in, in California. Yeah. And so I think that they avoid that. And so I think when you have high wage earners and you start calculating the the savings on, on those types of things, it's very significant. Well, the big one, I think the big one is the, there's no state income tax. Um, so that makes it that makes a huge difference um, for Florida versus a lot of other states. Um, but well, anyway, uh, some of these sports players, I know these sports players, they look at that stuff. I mean, these guys make you know, tens of million dollars, tens of millions of dollars every year. And, and they, some of them or their agents look at that stuff, what state they're going to be playing in to, to save on those um, uh, state tax, wage tax, those types of things. Right. And technically you have to live here six months and a day, I think is what, is what the rule is. So you have to be over half the year. You have to be in the, the state. So, well, Gary, on our shortened version here, we gotta we got to brush on some other topics. I really wanted to talk to you about the announcement of the interest rates um, that they were going to be doing so, you know, things are going up, you know, and um, have you felt that up there yet? Well, I, I would say we've felt it, and I, I, I would say it, it, people are starting to recognize it, and they're starting to to understand it. I think there's still some level of hope that they're going to go down, but the fact remains is I don't think they're going down, and I think they're going up. And unless the the government um, uh, puts back the, the uh, quantitative easing or the buying of these mortgage-backed securities in place. They're not going down and no. they're going to go up. And so I think, you know, when you look at the, you know, what happened last week when these conventional 30 year term conventional rates, Jim, they're at 5.625. Yeah. And they haven't, they haven't been there. I think it's the, uh, since like 2009, 2010. And so uh, they've exceeded the FHA and the VA loans, which were, uh, you know, running ahead of them forever. And so, Man, we're on the threshold of six percent, and I can't see us not getting there. And and quite frankly, we could be in that six and a half range before you know it. So well, and I'm looking at um, yeah, I'm looking at at the internet right now, and they're saying that the average over the entire country is five point nine for a thirty year fixed. Fifteen is five point oh. Um, so there you go. Well, different areas have different mortgage interest rates. I mean, you'll you'll, you'll see a, a variation, right? In, yeah. So this is like a national and, average. So, 
and I, I don't know, and there's also what we call, uh, they add on what we call the annual percentage rate or the yield. Sometimes, you know, they'll add in the yield that the investors will make. And, right. and, and so that can well, make this one was, a little bit higher as well. Okay, I got it now. So this one, this is a, a, a great graph. It's got, it's got rates according to credit score. So like if you have a 700 credit score, it's 5.9. If you have an 800 and up, it goes down to 5.7. So significant drop for that but anyway um yeah folks watch out interest rates are are definitely creeping up um gary how is your have you there are people that are happy with this believe it or not there are some of these expert and economists that are happy that these mortgage rates are going up and they think it's 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 overdue they think we need to cool this market off and let this market take a breather and and just get back to a healthy, stable, normalized market. So there are people that are actually applauding this. Um, I can't say the buyers are, are part of that group. But, oh, oh but no. So the, the local economists, I mean, or the national economists, uh, they're certainly saying this isn't a bad thing. This isn't all that bad. Right, and you know what? We still have a competitive. We still have a competitive market, and and you and I were talking before we recorded. I we both have kind of um, separate um, examples of that. Mine is I've been working with this nice couple. There's a baby on the way, um, and they're 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 doing an FHA loan because it just it, it stretches their affordability a little bit. Um, and we have been, I think I've written four offers, and we've been rejected every time because of competition in three of them. But guess what, Gary? There was a house that was on the market for 14 days. And that's a long time. That's an eternity down here. And um, we made a full-price offer to those people, and the seller rejected it because she had heard bad things about FHA, and her listing agent couldn't talk her out of it, and they just completely rejected us. Um, and there's nothing wrong with FHA. Um, they have they have relaxed the kind of uh, rules that they used to have. But geez, Louise, you know, I mean, how are these poor kids supposed to get a house? Their their mortgage is going to be just as good as any other mortgage. So um, it's just crazy. So and then you were telling me that um, well tell me that tell me again you know you wrote an offer on a property yeah multiple offers uh, well how many did you say it was I think there was like sixteen of them yeah fifteen whatever the number was but uh, one of the things we're starting to see in this marketplace Jim you know everybody's been waving their home inspections mm-hmm. and one of the things that has started to occur in the last couple of weeks because there are buyers that simply won't write offers without having a home inspection option. But we had a, a kind of a big to-do a couple of weeks ago where somebody brought a home inspector into a house and had scheduled it as just a showing. Oh. And they went through the house and they, you know, they, they did a little bit of testing. And, and you know, that sometimes that involves lifting up ceiling tiles or whatever. And, and the seller came home and made a mess. They found out that they had this inspector through there and there was a, there was a big to-do. Well, anyways, they posted this, this note on our local... Um, real estate association's Facebook site and there was a big um, to do about it so anyways I think basically what we got out of that is like hey if you're going to bring an inspector in there on your showings just let us know you know and and so I think you started to see a little bit of buyers doing a 
having an inspector come through and walk through, not do a full-blown home inspection, but just giving it the eye. And they, they don't, the inspectors seem to be a little bit reasonable on their pricings to do that stuff. But uh, uh, that what that allows a buyer to do is if they like the house, they can um, uh, have that, pre- that walk-through inspection and uh, write the offer with no inspection and, and be a little bit more competitive in their offer. And, so, and I'm actually doing one of those here uh you know on an offer that we're going to be writing and uh bringing the inspector through it, it's we call it the second showing i've let them know that this is an inspector walkthrough and they didn't deny it so yeah. mm. well i think so that what on. you did um is what should be expected because i I know as a listing agent, if somebody was going to say, well, I just want to set up a showing, and then they go through there with their buyer and a home inspector without letting us know, I don't know. That's not going to sit real well with a lot of people I can see. Um, as yeah, far I as, think it's wrong. I think yeah, that unannounced that's, that's a disclosure is issue. Right. That, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, and it shouldn't be done without a disclosure. And so I think agents are allowing it on their listings as long as it's disclosed. And I right. think that's fine. Right, exactly. Well, that's very interesting. And and um, so you have people waving their uh, home inspections down here. We have people waving um, that same thing. Uh, I am closing on one. I I showed a, a, a listing that I have. I showed it to a um, a buyer that came into town. He made an all cash offer on it. Waived the home inspection. That was six weeks ago. He hasn't been in the house since. We're we're going through the the morning of the uh, Monday morning, um, the day that we close on it for the for the second time. So that's unusual, um, but it does happen. Well, it does. So we're seeing all types of creative things going on in this marketplace. I think, uh, like I said, a lot of people they just simply want the home inspected, and I think that's a reasonable thing, you know. And, and unfortunately, too. in the past year, year and a half, they've had to compete with these cash offers and people waving the, these inspections, and they're just not comfortable doing that. And so, um, it's it's kind of a new angle to to get around that particular issue, and uh, we'll see how that one goes. But uh, well, uh, something to circumvent the um uh the system that we have in place now not circumvented but i mean it it just gets around and allows those buyers a little bit more peace of mind to um uh know what they're buying yeah you know and you and i have been in this long enough to remember when a home inspection was something that nobody had ever heard of Um, exactly exactly you know and i think that was one of the arguments on this facebook post there was a a pretty good thread on it and some of these older agents said listen we used to write these offers and you know there were no inspections we never had any inspections on house and this goes back into the 90s and i don't think you saw the inspection uh part of our our um uh, our industry today that we have until we got into the late 90s the early, early 2000s even when they really started to ramp up you know and the other thing is is um do you remember um when you and i got our license one of the questions i, I don't remember which state question it was on or one of the but was what's the definition of caveat emptor which is let the buyer beware you know so yeah we've come a long way since the 80s yeah, and I think home inspections, I'm a big advocate of home inspections. So I am. Really and I think that they're very important and they're very um, uh, instrumental in, in helping people understand what they're buying because most of the buyers that buy these houses, especially the young buyers, you know, they don't want, they don't, it's not that they don't know about houses, but they don't. 
and having a little bit of understanding about your major your furnaces your wiring your plumbing your windows your roof you know the siding whatever i think it gives them a little bit more peace of mind of like hey are we buying something that that we can be reasonably assured you know assure that it's okay um or are we buying a money pit and 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 knowing the difference between the two i think is important yep exactly all right, Gary. Well, we got to wrap it up already on our short version. So why don't you give out your phone number one more time? 218-390-0615. And if you want to reach me down here in Punta Gorda, Florida, and the area, um, my number is 218-348-7653. So, Mr. Callagher, we will check out here, and I'll talk to you next week again on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Sounds good. Hey, Jim, a couple things that I want to mention to people with the spring uh, market starting to kick in and getting outside, the weather warming up. There's two things that homeowners should start to be aware of. And number one, all all winter long, and these are our newer homes, we have our uh, air exchange systems, you know, and and with the air exchange systems, you have uh, these systems that have an exhaust and an intake. It's very important that sellers that have these units in their house check the um, the outside intake portion of the air exchange because over the winter, those things get clogged up. They're running all winter. And in the summertime, we typically, you shouldn't let them run, you know, unless you're not at the house, the house is all closed up, then you can have it running. But the intake portion of your air exchange, if that thing gets clogged, um, it's it just it makes the system work a lot harder. So check the intake side of well, that, your air exchange. Yeah, that causes a lot of you, failures too. It it certainly can, and uh, uh, and I see that on a number of these. So very important. The other thing are if you have central air conditioning, Jim, the outside compressor unit. Uh, a lot of people don't realize, but they have all those little uh, fins that are inside of them, these little stainless steel fins, aluminum fins, whatever they are. Make sure you clean those out at least annually. And you can't, you can take your hose, but don't put your hose on a hard spray. You know, if you've got one of those adjustable hoses where it has the shower, it's called the shower stream for that. Use that and just take that and, and spray it at the top of your coils and run it down. You'd be surprised how much junk and gunk comes out of those fins. And, and by not cleaning them, again, you make that compressor work a lot harder. You reduce the lifespan of it. And um, just a couple of good t- tips for people to uh, get these these uh, systems, keep them clean and running smooth. You know, the other thing that I would add on to that, and something I've done for years, it starts with my furnace back home uh, and when I was up there, but now it's down here too. Get those systems annually inspected by professionals. Because they will do all of that cleaning for you, and a lot of times they can head off an issue. Um, so get somebody that you trust and you like, and um, have them come annually, and uh, that usually works out really, really well. So, all Very right, Gary, listen, we, we are at the point here where we got to sign off, so I'm going to give up my phone number. Folks, if you want to reach me in Florida, please give me a call at 218-348-7653, and Mr. Callagher... Up here in the, in the Northland, 218-390-0615. All right, folks, that'll do it for the Twin Ports Real Estate Show for this week. We'll be back next week. Have a great week.